Hello, hello. So, good night, everyone. So, welcome to episode 40 of Te Tarik with Walid to this impromptu episode. So, I thought it's worth discussing the hot topic that came out of section 377A. I just wanted to say and affirm what PM said, right? Because there are many other issues that the country is facing. Uh, and section 377A is just one of it. And there were many important announcements that were made as well. Uh, but having acknowledged that, I'm going to ignore <laughs> what, what he said and just focus on Section 377A. Uh, I myself love uh, some of the announcements, especially the, the mast in schools. I thought that should have gone long ago, but I, I'm happy and I'm celebrating that. But today, it's about Section 377A and this is how it's going to go. I'm just going to speak for a while, then after that, I'm just going to add... Anyone who wants to come on, just send me a, a request and then you can come on and I'll ask you uh, some thoughts on Section 377A just for a few minutes and then and then you can leave and then we can go on to the next person. Uh, there is a match at 11.30. I mean, we can extend beyond 11.30. Hi, hi Constance, uh, Connie, uh, and we can extend beyond 11.30 if there are more people. Okay, so I just wanted to say from... Uh, from the outset, I just wanted to lay my biases on the table uh, so that, you know, in the name of intellectual honesty. So, I personally, I personally, uh, I am a Muslim, so I believe that marriage is between a man and a woman, right? So, I do believe that. At the same time, I also believe that a secular state should not be interfering in the realm of marriage. So, I am very comfortable with the repeal of section 377a so even though uh, for me personally i should retain the right to decide for myself what is moral and what is not so so that's the that's the the belief system i have personally and um it's the way i see it it's like uh, uh an analogy i don't know whether it's an appropriate analogy but the analogy i would i would give is this right in in terms of working within the secular state so i think drinking alcohol is is not allowed it's not permissible in my faith according to my belief system right but i don't think the state should tell and compel people to not a secular state should compel people to not drink alcohol so that's that's the analogy i would make so i just wanted to put the biases my biases on the table and whether you accept whether you don't that's fine uh, so uh, you guys are free to come on and and share your thoughts and challenge me as well so another thing that i wanted to see was this year's uh, national day rally and last year's national day rally right if you were to look at it politically right you can see that it is a master class in compromise i suppose uh, whether you agree with uh, the contents of what uh, was being said. So last year, if you guys remember, so there is no such thing as Chinese privilege. And you guys know my thoughts on that. I've done many episodes on that. So the PM said there's no such thing as Chinese privilege. And then he goes on to list the traits of Chinese privilege, essentially. right? So it's always a balancing, political balancing act. right? It's a balancing act between... For the, for the PM, politically, for the PAP, for the government, it's a balancing act between different actors in society. So I saw it last year, uh, between quote-unquote people who are more liberal and conservative on race, which may be completely different groups to liberals and conservatives on sexuality and on LGBT issues. So this year I saw the same as well. So something was given to the liberals, 
uh, and something was given to the conservatives. So the thing that was given to the liberals, the repeal of Section 377A, the thing that was given to the conservatives, uh, that we are going to enshrine marriage in the constitution. And it's inter interesting to see how this will pan out in parliament. I think I have a few questions on that. For instance, for instance, would the people who were against repeal in the first place, would they be speaking up as well? Uh, so how would the Muslims and Christians in in uh, the ruling party, uh, how would they think about or talk about the issue? I'm, I'm interested to see what's the angle they would take. What about the opposition? How would they? What would the Workers' Party and the PSP, how would they speak uh, on this? I'm very interested to see. Uh, and would each of them uh, be allowed to say their own opinions? And I, I'm interested to see that. Of course, just just to say, Miss Miss Hazel Poir, on the last episode, she actually said she personally was for repeal as well. Okay, So, uh, morally, you can think of what is right and what is wrong and all of us have our own opinions and I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say but politically I think what the PM did was was that essentially it was about uh, maintaining that delicate political balance and it's a permanent balance right that you always have to find like a permanent balance meaning that it's a permanent balancing act right because there will always be different moving parts and society and societal expectations and perceptions will change. Uh, this is the largest audience I've received in quite a while. I've gotten in quite a while. So anyone wants to uh, join the session for now? So I'll, I'll just uh, stop for a while. If anybody wants to come on, you can just send me a request to join. Otherwise, I suppose I'll just answer the, the questions here. But I think it's more interesting to to have people come on and then you guys can can share your thoughts um, I know there are a lot of people I mean among the 200 plus here I'm sure all of you have thoughts on it right so um, there is a question <laughs> Megan actually you know what so Megan said uh, she's scared and you know I've uh, Megan has been through a lot especially on TikTok even we did an IG live where she was practically slammed the whole time and I'm I'm thinking that I am also a bit a bit worried about this you know so because this is such a minefield that I think that I can I can go wrong like with every every particular every statement that I make there is potential to to go wrong uh, but you know I said okay let's just have an open discussion and let's see uh, what happened so a few people have already three people have already said they are scared <laughs> or four four people so please there's one uh abhishek is joining us uh, so uh don't get cancelled yeah so i hope so i hope so please please continue to support me. <laughs> hello hi hi abhishek yeah, yeah hi 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 so i was in actually one of your uh, ethics and civics classes i wasn't in your class but i saw your lectures in them oh, okay okay yeah. so you're an anti yeah. student now yeah i'm an yeah? anti student okay, now okay so yeah, uh, you so, wanna, yeah. yeah. so with the repeal of 377a right um the question is singapore aims to be a secular society right uh and what secular it means state. to be secular is secular state yeah secular state so what it means to be secular is like um not caring about um personal religious beliefs but rather making law for the best uh for the welfare of its citizens right so why do we need to be bothered with um you know defining what a marriage is 
right? Because in that aspect, it delves a lot into religion already and yeah. a lot of um, uh, cultural practices, right? Yeah. So if, let's say, we diverge from the traditional definition of marriage, yeah. is it such a bad idea? Yeah. So, so that's a good question, right? So, so firstly, I, I would say maybe the, the definition of a secular state is where basically religion, the state is free from religious interference, right? Now, then you have to think of, then what about the opinions of religious people in a democracy? Should it, should it matter as well, right? And then the answer to that is not that easy. But for me, ultimately, a secular state should not, I, I, as in, I, I genuinely believe that there is no reason for a secular state to, to disallow gay marriage. Now, this is in spite of my personal convictions on the morality of, uh, of gay marriage, right? But I, I have thought about it and I, I struggle to find a secular reason against gay marriage, right? Now, so this, we are talking about it as a matter of principle, right? We are talking yep. about it as a principle. But for a a government, they have to think about it more than in terms of just morality and principles. Right? They also have to think about societal stability and rightly or wrongly, right? I mean, ultimately, that is a genuine political concern for them. No politician can just come in and say, oh, I'm not going to care about public opinion. I'm not going to care. So as we discover that, right, so there will always be the messiness of, of this. Now, I, I, I genuinely believe that a secular state shouldn't have that. Uh, but a secular state also, a truly secular state also shouldn't have a minister of Muslim affairs, right? Definitely. But that's sort of a, a, a result I of mean, historical circumstances. I mean, Singapore is trying to do a weird balancing yeah, act yeah, yeah, between yeah. So, yeah, yeah. everything. So this, yes, so this is, and ultimately in that, we will get the messiness of all this. What, but uh, you, you believe that repeal is, is a good step? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I also personally believe that everyone should have their own right to decide who they marry, right? Um, but again, like, if let's say you, you define that marriage is between a man and a woman, then what happens to, um, let's say, uh, gay people that, uh, you know, they, they struggle financially, right? So there's a lot of housing um, grants and all that, but those are for couples, right? Traditionally, men and women. Yeah. So you're technically marginalizing all these um people that you know don't necessarily want to get into the traditional definition of a marriage right yeah. I, so, I think that will be the next frontier of yeah. the of the battle so before this it was section 377a that's gone so the next frontier probably even before we get to marriage probably would be housing i think yeah, yeah. definitely yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, precisely for the reasons you mentioned so thank you yeah. you are a year one student no? Oh. I'm a year two student now. I just year started two year student. two. Okay. So if a year yeah. two student has courageously accepted the invite, <laughs> I don't know what the uh, what the excuse is for the rest of you. Okay. So thank you so much. Right. Thank you so much. No worries. Okay, okay. Thank yeah, you. thank you. Yeah, Bye-bye. Okay, no problem. So I'll accept uh Megan next. Uh, so Abhishek, can you uh just leave the yeah, okay. So I'll accept Megan next. Uh and oh, so Debbie as well. So Debbie, oh, oh, we have three, three people already. Okay, okay, good. So, uh, Megan first, uh, and then we'll have Debbie and then Longkang Kitty. So, oh, what a good audience we have today. <laughs> come on, come on, guys. Okay. So, looks like I have to stay beyond 11.30. Hi, Megan. 
So this is deja vu. This is our third. This is our third live together. Yes. I'm scared. I'm not gonna lie. I'm scared. <laughs> I am too. Actually, it's okay. We'll be scared together. Yeah. No, because I feel like what I think is probably not what not not a lot of people probably feel the same way. Just going by what I'm seeing on my Instagram stories. Oh oh. Okay. So I don't know. I don't want to get cancelled again, you know. <laughs> But if we go down, okay. Go down together, it's okay. Say. Don't, <laughs> don't drag me down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Please. Yeah. taken aback by all the celebration on social media just because i don't think that repealing 3778 is that big of a deal um in in the sense that it doesn't actually accord like people in the lgbt community any more rights than than you know than we already kind of like had i feel like this is more like a social cultural move than anything um because at the end of the day policies are not getting changed right policies around like marriage housing family Those are what actually matter, and those are what actually allow these people in these communities to not be marginalized, right? To have the same rights that everybody does. So I mean, right. I think it's like it's a good step. Like, no, I don't think you can really deny that it's a good step. But I also feel like it's not cause for like a huge celebration. All right. So, so uh, Megan, would you say that from what I've heard from uh, people from? Uh, the LGBT community is why 377A mattered, even though it wasn't enforced, was because it was symbolic. And, and you know, symbols matter, right? We have sure. a national flag. That's a symbol, but a, a symbol is there because it evokes something, right? So, so it's symbolic. No, I, so I guess I, that's I why. Think, yeah, yeah. I don't think that that it, it doesn't matter at all. I'm just saying that I think, I think people need to be a little bit more critical that. The repeal of three seven seven eight doesn't mean like oh okay let's all celebrate like the government is finally changing their mind because in fact I think I mean maybe this is a a pessimistic view but I kind of feel like this is like what you said right a balancing act it's there are a lot of implications for elections for example when yeah. doing this allows them to kind of like appease both sides yeah yeah And yeah, yeah I mean obviously anything that the government does has has some um, implications for elections or they have the elections yeah. in mind so yeah, I feel of like course. we We need to like also take that into consideration, and you know what PMD said about about um how they worry that you know if they change the policies that this will encourage more like aggressive and and divisive activism. Again, it just makes me question like I mean I mean I know why, but it's like just why is this like such a deep seated fear of right. any sort of like social movement or any sort of of debate. Right, right, right. Okay, interesting. So so that's that's a good question as well, right? So how much should be The fear. So I remember. So I, I, so I need, I need to uh, confess, right? I'm, I'm not, not confess. I mean, uh, I do come with straight privilege as well, right? So probably I'm not, I'm not the right person to, to be commenting on this. But I remember the the Chinese privilege debate, right? So one of the uh, concerns was, oh, the more you push this, right, the more people will react to this. Now, and I thought, I thought, right? So what, right? So what? So on one part of me, so what? Like if it's the truth, it's the truth, right? But on the other part of it, right? Not that I agree with it, but I understand what people who are disagreeing with me were saying. Like, ultimately, we share the space with them, right? So whether I like what they say or whether I do not like what they say, so it still matters, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel that it, I don't want it to, but it does, you know, just yeah. realistically. Yeah. So, so maybe that was what the PM was talking about. 
just mm. from a real politic point of view not not from a moral point of view you know yeah, just yeah, from yeah. a real yeah yeah so would you buy that um i mean i i wouldn't dismiss it completely but at the end of the day i, I still feel that even though they claim that you know we are like there are some cult- social cultural shifts i think at the end of the day like the the things that motivate like the pap still very much remain the same right right and, yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that goes that goes absolutely to what Irfan is saying. By the way, there are a lot of questions. I was just about to mention his comment. Yeah, 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 yeah. That goes to what Irfan is saying, right? So, uh, will this be a divisive issue uh, electorally? I think no. I know Sean says that this is angering both sides, but I think if you look at, I it it does seem to me. I mean, it's very preliminary, but it does seem that probably it. It appeases both sides enough to not let this be the most important issue in the election. And mm-hmm. where would the people who are against it go for the conservatives, at least? I don't yep. see conservatives going uh, anywhere else or voting based on this. Because what would the Workers' Party say? The Workers' Party probably will not say, "Oh, let's let's keep this or whatever it is." Right? They would probably go with this as well with the PAP. So I do not see electorally. electorally it being uh, such an important issue i agree yeah. i mean i think like this issue of the 377a for most most people um across you know different age groups different like um economic standings for example it, this hasn't been a key issue right for voters it's always like the bread and butter issues mm. but i do think that this i mean i don't think it will be a key issue for for the elections but i do think that it helps to push the needle a little bit for people who might be you know um like the middle ground right the middle ground yeah. of people who are like oh i agree with certain things that pap do but i don't agree that they haven't like done anything about 377e right 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 so yeah. you you do think it will affect some votes then i think it will i think i think it for the, the pap you mean or PAP's against favor. the pap no i think it does affect pap's favor oh really I think so. I think so. I think people who who are hesitant, to, you know, people who like do like throw away votes, like, oh, I don't really want the opposition, but I just don't want PAP to feel like they. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I feel like this this is like a a good move for the PAP because then right, it right. makes them seem like oh they're they're listening to us. Right, 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 right. Okay, so especially with the younger crowd, I can imagine that this would this would go down pretty well with the younger crowd. I think so. Yeah? I think so. Which yeah. is why, which is why I feel that. Um, people, I mean, what I'm seeing is people on social media. So people my age, a little bit older, a little bit younger. That's why I think that they need to be a lot more critical with like what is is like what is being promoted here, right? That this three seven seven a is is not that it's cause for celebration, yes, but it's not that big of a move when it, when we are talking about the ways that polit like po- politicians like look at our like look at us socially or like culturally. Or right. more importantly, like what does this mean for like our policies? Because it, th- that's what matters the most, right? Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, Megan. Any any final thoughts on this? No final thoughts. Looking forward to other listening. <laughs> what, uh, listening to. Oh, <laughs> no, thank you so much. I I think we got through that all right, Megan. I don't think I don't think yeah. you got us cancelled. Hopefully, nobody's like, <laughs> recording and then getting ready to upload on TikTok. Yeah, look at these two. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Always appreciate it, Megan. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye bye. So there are five people in line, uh, and I will go through them chronologically, or in 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 the order that they send the request. But there are just some comments here that I feel I need to address first. So the first is by uh, Constance Constance Singham, and if 
Constant Singham comments, you have to address it. So who uh, who decides what is moral? And that's that's a great question, right? So for me, uh, as I said, for me, my morality is determined by my own uh, faith, right? But then there is a question, why should the secular state uh, subscribe to a particular uh, religion's version of morality? I agree, the, the secular state shouldn't. So I personally think the secular state shouldn't. But I also think the secular state shouldn't it shouldn't reach a point, it hasn't, of course, but it shouldn't reach a point where religious folks are told that, oh, you cannot have this idea of morality even, right? Uh, and we can discuss whether that fear is founded or, or otherwise. But that is a fear on the, on the part of some uh, religious folks. There's a comment here by Mariam. Uh, can you address if conservatives would be okay towards a civil union? I don't know uh, whether the uh, conservatives would be okay, but my suspicion is they would be more okay with civil union than a marriage, uh, than, than gay marriage. Uh, but also, I think the whole battle will start all over again. I think after this, after 3778, the next one will be for housing. The whole battle will fight between liberals and conservatives. After that, civil union and so on. Or maybe it's together as well. Uh, so, uh, let me just. <laughs> Too many comments. <laughs> So I'll just I'll just add uh I think Debbie came in first, Debbie. So uh I'll add you. So please uh no pressure, okay. So Debbie is a PPGA student. Oh okay. Hello, hi. Oh, are you outside? Hello, yes, I'm outside. Okay, yes. Can you hear me well? Yeah, I can. So. Yeah, 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 can, can, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. What do you have to uh, say, Debbie? I think I just wanted to bring a little bit more like hope and idealism into this conversation. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> Even That's though, exactly what like, I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, firstly, I think that uh, this just shows that change is not impossible. And I think that there's something that is still worth like taking note of. And secondly, I think that I thought the move was very smart of our leaders because they sneakily put in a lot of like caveats, <laughs> like changing other laws elsewhere, right? To in order to like change this one. And I don't know, I just feel that if we are scared, like if we have reason to be scared to talk about this, then maybe and probably our leaders are also pretty scared, I would mm. think. That's why they have like so many like they need to do so many um right. So, so for us, yeah. where the, the stakes are so much, so, so much lower, and yet we are scared to yeah. have this conversation because we may be pissing off people, right? Uh, so all the more for the government. Also, therefore, you see this balancing act as reasonable while seeing it as a win for uh, younger people and liberals. I think I would say that I don't know whether it's like completely a win. Yeah. But I would encourage our leaders to think more like uh, openly outside the box perhaps and be braver in backing their decision because there's a lot of possibilities that this like can bring. And I think such it's also what? worth thinking. Okay, wait, wait. Yeah. I think it's worth thinking about like what is the goal behind all this uh for example like one main point that they keep on raising is the family unit 
So what exactly, what purpose does like the family unit serve currently? And is it working? Is there like other ways that we can imagine this that might promote like, I don't know, the birth rate, for example? <laughs> like there's, like technology has become so what, advanced what that the, we what, have what is got, what is the birth rate got to do with this? What what has the birth rate got to do with this I mean, discussion? I don't know, but that's just one of the arguments that is commonly thrown around. Yeah, I yeah, think. it's one of one of Against the arguments the... that is made, but I don't think the government makes that argument because it's a poor argument, right? Because whether okay. whether gay marriage is legal or not, it's not as if oh, if it's legal, suddenly LGBT people become straight or something, right? So I I feel like that's not a good argument. I, I it is an argument made by conservatives. I agree, but I don't think that's a good argument. Against legalization, right? Uh, do, would you agree with that? Against legalization, yeah, yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, to the, to be fair to the government, they they have never brought brought up that, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or at least not not recently. But yeah, I feel like it's quite implicit in the oh, way that they so? say family unit. I think a little bit, yeah. Okay. Or at least like that is their way of like appeasing the conservative crowd, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, that so that's what, like the conservative I, crowd would have gotten think, from that message. I think it's the other one, right? Probably. Oh. I think it's prob. I, I, I think so. I think I mean the government is, is not a daft government, right? So I, I do think that. Yeah, they, they can do IBS, like what? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I think I, I think they. Uh, they, it's probably the the maintaining of the or the maintenance of the family unit. I think that is uh, largely due to appeasing the conservatives. You know the the yeah. compromise. Yeah. 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 So what was the was the vibe on the ground amongst your crowd? You know the younger people. Um, I was talking to waiting. Oh. <laughs> Oh, hello, waiting. And she raised yes. a point which I thought was very good also, which is that if the government's aim is to strengthen Singapore's social fabric, then we will need, like, you know, <laughs> we will need better policies in place to do so. Like, it's not the first time that Singapore has passed... Um, it's not the first time that our leaders have like asserted their stance on a topic and okay. led the nation on that topic. So why is this something right, that okay, they okay. So, have so to this cover is, on? This, okay, okay, good, uh, good question, good question, right? So why? I mean, this is a government that is not afraid to take the lead. In fact, PM Lee said that right at the end as well, right? Oh. So, so why, why? Yeah. Why go to public opinion for this, right? It's because ultimately, ultimately, it's about real politics, right? So you, uh, you need to be firm on some issues that you genuinely, genuinely like have strong ideological conviction on. But on the others that you do not really have strong ideological conviction on, you can sort of pander a bit, right? And it tells us this is an issue that either way, for or against, they don't really have too strong an ideological mm. conviction on. I think, I think that's why. And rightly so, yeah. because they are secular government, rightly so, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perhaps, perhaps, yeah. Okay, any any final words, Debbie? Oh, no. Or waiting? Or waiting? Thank you. No, no, no. Thank you for coming and... on. Okay, okay. <laughs> See you guys in okay. a few days. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> How do I like going?
uh yeah just leave you i think you leave yeah okay all right uh thank you debbie okay so i think i have four more people in in line so uh mir uh, uh, yeah amir mirza as i wonder how the decision came to be what was the process who, who in cabinet was or was not involved well you can assume it's a cabinet decision i think uh of course in cabinet i mean everybody gets a say obviously i mean some people are more powerful than others but i'm sure it's a cabinet decision nonetheless uh in the long run isn't this bad for the pap because after repeal wouldn't lgbtq people go for legalizing marriage but for now the pap doesn't seem to want to budge well the the pap doesn't budge not because they have a strong ideological conviction as i said i think it is really about public sentiment and i am quite convinced if they are sure that public sentiment is maybe 10 years time i don't know maybe earlier if they are fully in support of gay marriage i am quite convinced that's where the pap will go and Yes, it's enshrined. It's going to be enshrined in the constitution. But let's face it, this is Singapore, right? It's not as if it's so difficult to change the constitution or anything. Um, so Long Kang Kitties uh, sent me a request, so I'll accept them. I think there are four more you, people. Yes, I will. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, so Thank you. Really, oh. Are you finally gonna make good on your promise and get me cancelled? <laughs> oh no no no! I, okay. Well, I I would like to try tonight, but I will give you the option. Uh, there's a softball. There's a softball uh, topic I would like to approach, and then there's a cancelable topic I would like to. Approach. Okay, okay. Softball first. Softball first. <laughs> okay. So maybe yeah. I. I Maybe now I ask you some questions now because I'm genuinely curious as Wait, to like so you what, are what, you are changing the format of this so you are asking yeah yeah correct, yeah. <laughs> yeah but what what do you what do you think the or how do you feel about the conservatives the reaction to this thing where you know you see on social media they are reacting quite negatively and quite vehemently um you know I just like to hear your thoughts on it I can understand why they did why why is like that but I like to know. Ah, ah okay, something. okay. So you're asking why? Yeah. So I think they a lot of a lot of conservatives see this as a slippery slope kind of thing, and I think the the uh, the Catholic, uh, I think the Archbishop, I think the statement today, uh, he mentioned that it's not about three seven seven A per se. I'm paraphrasing, okay. Uh, so yep. it's it's about basically they are worried that what has happened in the West where it reaches one day where they cannot even say that gay marriage is is not moral according to their own faiths. So I think yep. there is that I I think there is that uh, that fear whether whether it's right or uh, it's wrong. But there is that fear that I think maybe uh, maybe liberals do not appreciate uh, that that concern. Now whether that's right or wrong, I think I think that uh, that concern is there for sure. Yeah, so okay. Megan said, "Be careful! Well, this is how they get you. Sure, yeah, this is true. <laughs> this is true. I'm, this is very sneaky. He starts yeah. off with a question. I'm not part of the ID, though. Yeah. Okay, carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any other? Yeah. What was the what so, was the hard question? Yeah. Okay, so in this, in 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 the light of all this, right? Do you think it makes sense for us to then? Have policies that is um, based on some sort of like reductionist ideology. So I'll give you a I'll give you a direct example so you can kind of like compare it one for one, right? So when we talk about a marriage between man and a woman, so the idea is 
So at least the old idea was that we did it because they would take care of the kids that would be birthed from this marriage. Okay. That society don't end up picking up the bill for someone else's kids because the man refused to take care of it or that, you know, because it's more difficult to identify the father of the child. So we just kind of like put them in, into this relationship and we bind them socially and legally so that um, they are the one who have to pick up the tab and not the rest of us, not the rest of society. So is there, a, is there like a sort of like a compelling reason now that you think more than ever to approach policy with this kind of like fairly reductionist views um, in terms of things like marriages, adoption, HDB, so on and so forth? So that is a legal issue, isn't it? Don't you think? Mm, it could be a. It could also be a moral one, like in terms of making the arguments for it. Um, of yeah. course, yeah. It's of course it's like a. It will be a mix of topics, lah. But I'm just right. curious as to. Yeah. yeah think? So I think I think we have to first of all. I think we have to understand what is the, what is the fundamental belief upon which society should be should be governed, right? So is it choice? Or is it other things? So if it's choice, then I think there will there will come a different set of prescribed policies. Of Seems like it's choice and duty, set. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's so, right. That's right. Then, hmm. then, then that's that's different, right? So, so I think if if it's even even if it's duty, right? So wouldn't you say that? I I, I don't. I, sorry, I don't quite follow. So if it's in, uh, so there is a moral duty in in the sense of okay, let's say we prescribe men and women to be married so that they yeah. can take care of the kids. Yeah. It's not based on love. We, we, they've, we've never based marriage on love, right? This is this was never the idea. I don't know, love I don't know what you're like talking about, as in my marriage is <laughs> not like that. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but I mean the... Yeah, I get what I'm saying. I think I think marriage can be can be based on more than love as well. It can be based on responsibility yeah. as well. But I guess why, why can't that happen with uh, with gay couples? Why can't you have the same level um, of responsibility? For you instance? could, you could. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm so, not saying so, I'm not yeah, saying yeah. you can't. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think that argument probably would not would hold for uh, straight or gay couples, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So so ultimately, I really believe that this is this is about maintaining the uh, the societal compromise between liberals and uh, and conservatives. I think in the Malay speech, right? Uh, PM Lee uh, mentioned that uh, nobody will ever get everything they want, right? And it's interesting. He also didn't mention this in the Chinese speech, but only in the Malay speech, right? So <laughs> yeah, it's clear. I saw your Facebook yeah. post. About yeah, 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 yeah. So it's it's quite clear that it was going to be Muslims and Christians. So most opposed to it. I think there will be uh, some uh, Buddhists and Taoists who are opposed to it, but I don't think it's at the same level as as the opposition from the Christians and and Muslims. Uh, so uh, I think uh, uh, in a true compromise, nobody is truly happy. In a true political compromise, right? So again, it's not about the morality of it. So from the PM's perspective, he's probably thinking this is a political compromise at this point in time. And also, there is an added dimension, right? He is making the decision now, right, to free the Knicks, and he has some uh, political capital. He's freeing uh, Lawrence Wong from this decision for the foreseeable future, right? So that's another one. So he's taking it on himself, and I think he, he has made the calculation it wouldn't, it wouldn't uh, 
hurt them too much electorally. But probably Lawrence Wong does not have enough, TPM uh, Wong does not have enough clout to handle this at this point in time. So he's taking it. So I think there is that uh, dimension as well. Okay. okay. Well, yeah. I just have one last thing. After sure. that, I'll just head sure. off. Um, yeah. So do you think, right, in let's say 20 years time, when the, the Zoomers, they, 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 they come into power, and then they'll look at this point in history and God, then they'll God say something like they'll say something like Yeah. They'll say yeah. something along the lines of Oh look, the PAP has this history of um being homophobic because they even though they repealed three seven seven A, they didn't allow for gay marriage. You know, this is like twenty years or thirty, forty years later. Right? Yeah, I mean they they will be they will say that. I mean and I think but I think it's also it's slightly I, I not about this specifically, but I think in general, I think it is a bit arrogant to judge society 50 years ago through the lens of uh, today. Uh, We're doing it right yeah. now all the time, right? So this yeah, is yeah, yeah. Like I mean, trend I mean yeah. like friends, right? People are saying like yeah. for all sorts of things. And, and, and you know, I think, I think it's unfair. I think it's unfair, but yeah. So your, to answer your question, yes, there will be people who will be saying that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's all, all right. I have. Thank, Thank you, you so very much, much it. I, yeah. I hope. Right. I, hope I, I think that went pretty okay. I hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, right, all right. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. Have bye, a good bye. night. There are so many questions. Sorry if I miss. Okay. And is it true Man City is up one? Oh, okay. Hi, Arun. Yeah. So is my Arun distract me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hello. Yeah. So <laughs> he's, he's writing. No, 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 no. Ismail is distracting me with the live updates. Yeah. But I appreciate the live updates. Yeah. So carry on, Arun. Right, right. Okay, actually, I already wanted to ask you a question earlier, but I think uh, Megan asked a question that sort of very overlaps with this. So, um, I have sort of broken down my thoughts into sort of three uh, sort of points or questions, right? So, the first one is, what do you think uh, is the political cost that the PAP faces from this? As well as, what sort of actions you think they have taken to minimize this cost? So political costs, I guess, also sort of translates into like uh, support from the electorate and all that. Uh, I personally think that they may even come off away from this with even more support because in the speech, I might be getting this wrong, like, but immediately after the sentence where he said that Section 377, uh, 777A would be uh, repealed, right? The next two, three paragraphs are all about how they're going to uh, yeah. enshrine marriage in the constitution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, like, I want—I wonder your thoughts on that. The second one was, or should I go one by one? I know you can carry on. Yeah, carry on with the next one. Okay, okay. Yeah. So the second one is, um, how you think they have maneuvered themselves for to place them uh, and leave their options open as this conversation continues on for the next five, ten, fifteen years. So my thoughts on this is, um, again, this is very superficial, but by them being the ones who are enshrining marriage in the constitution, as how we've seen in other countries, right? An argument can now be made by not necessarily them, but conservative supporters of them that, oh, you know, it's the PAPs who are the ones who are, you know, standing in between uh, uh, marriage being defined in this way and uh, marriage being uh, redefined or, you right. know, so as becoming a laissez fair approach. As opposed to 377A where they can say it's a colonial legacy. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because okay, this is okay, more yeah. of a, right. uh, there's accountability here, right? right. Like a direct right. action being taken by them. 
right yeah. right right okay yeah and okay. also how difficult it will be for this and training on marriage in the constitution to change because right. like they said it will require two thirds of the votes of the np yeah. which of the np which means that you either need a situation where the pap somehow decides to all of them are still largely in power they decide yeah. to change their stances or uh, opposition parties significantly increase uh, in the number of seats that they have and then yeah. they there's this sort of sort of um, coalition voting sort of thing that happens where they get not just pap mps but opposition yeah. mps as well yeah uh, members from other parties and yeah so wanted your take take on that right yeah. and then the last one that i have was um how do you think this affects the overturn window in singapore what what do you mean so um if i'm getting my facts right the overturn window is basically uh, a sort of spectrum of topics or things that can be spoken about in a society in any one point in time uh without um incurring significant social or polit- political sort of cost or fallout yeah yeah okay so uh, so that's a lot man so i think we may i may have to miss the second half also this is this is okay <laughs> you already so, said okay. it's not a problem <laughs> okay so first one uh uh political fallout i think there there will not be significant because first of all it's quite some time away from the from the uh election second of all as i said where would they go right i doubt that they would go uh the conservatives would go really can, they can go elsewhere uh and in fact i think megan is right uh i think they would have won some of the more center left liberals uh on this particular issue so definitely so now the third question right the third question so does this affect what can be discussed well i think uh lgbt issues could have been discussed already i mean many many years ago already i don't think this was it right maybe maybe okay wait uh, maybe uh, the let 2000 me, let me... yeah 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 carry on carry on yeah wait, let me uh, uh, sort of like uh, make the question a bit more narrow then yeah. right so how do you think this will affect how other either current or aspiring uh, politicians or mps from talking about this because whilst i mean uh, the pp in general a lot of them have stayed away from it i think the only bayam king and then one of the pap mps who came yeah, yeah, yeah. this year yeah 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 okay so so i think in 2007 when the when the debate happened there were a lot of uh 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 mps who actually spoke on the issue yeah. right so i think you are right so definitely now it opens up the the discussion even more uh even before this you had seen there were sometimes where different members of the party articulated different opinions and i think that should be the case by the way right on mm. these issues i think even the opposition should allow different mps to just articulate their own voices i think now for the pepds has sort of given a a, a strength to that as in and a permission for people to actually articulate their opinions however however knowing the pap the whip is still the whip and party unity mm. still party unity yeah. so probably they will still not go against whatever is the official policy right and even if they do they will be very very measured in it right 
Now, the second issue, right? The second issue, which I think is the ultimate point here, the second question that you pose. Ultimately, what matters is public opinion, right? So even if it requires two-thirds majority, whatever the composition, 60% PAP, 40% opposition, or even 60% WP, 40% PAP, right? If 80% of public uh, want gay marriage, gay marriage will happen anyway. That's, that's what right. I feel. So, so it's not about... Oh, and some people, I was discussing with some people, oh, this makes it harder for gay marriage too. Well, not really, right? If the overwhelming majority of... Yes, harder, but it's not super hard. If the overwhelming majority of Singaporeans want it to happen, it will happen anyway, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, okay. so, yeah, Very I don't know whether I answered your, your questions. Arun? Yeah, I, th I think it sort of did, but I, I think I was also curious about, like, uh, how... Um, wait, what was it? Uh? So, like, how do you think, in your opinion, right? How do you think the the this factors into the next election? So I guess this is a little bit about Megan's question, a little yeah. bit about like I wanted to expand on that a little bit, right? About yeah. the time between elections in the electoral cycle that this yeah. is happening. Right? Yeah. It's sort so, of in the midpoint. There's still, like you said, about two, two and a half years or so. Right. How, so, what do you think? Yeah, so I think it probably wouldn't be high on the agenda because don't forget there are things which are really going to affect the elections in a more significant way that will happen. Uh, mm. And that would be the GST, I think. The, the GST over the next couple of years will be, will be increased 1% yeah. and 1%. So I think the cost of yeah. living will, will, would still be uh, a priority, right? And then we don't know mm. what will happen to the WP Scott cases. That, that would mm. probably matter as well uh, and matter more than this as well. Uh, and also during the hustings, right? Uh, nobody could have predicted what happened in the hustings that shifted public opinion against the PAP in a significant mm. way as they eventually uh, admitted, right? So, so there's still a long way to go, but I do not see at this point in time, I do not see this issue really uh, figuring too much as a decider in the next election. Right. Yeah. As you said before, la, yeah, which makes yeah. sense because usually social issues don't tend to matter as much as, or at least That's weigh as much. Yes, and that's interesting, right? Because 2020 was for, for the first time where we saw maybe a social issue, where an issue of justice mattered mm. more significantly than, than else. Can we expect this trend to continue? And can we expect this trend to continue when rising cost of, when there's rising cost of living yeah. and all of these competing tensions, right? And if it matters, right, for which groups of people, because these things would matter differently for different groups of people, right? For how many people would this be a deciding factor? There will be for yeah. some, but is it a significant amount uh, of the electorate? Mm. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, thank you so much. Oh, no problem. Uh, thank you so much, Aaron, for agreeing. <laughs> okay, thank yeah. you so much. Okay, okay. bye-bye. Bye. bye. All right, so I think I'm just giving up on the questions that are here because I missed so many already. <laughs> well, let me see. So, uh, if you want, so... Um, uh, yeah, so I'll just uh, accept uh, Jungan or Jamie uh, on and let's see what uh, he has to say. <clears throat> Thank you so much, guys, for attending this. Hello. Hello, Hi, Jamie. Prof. How are you? Hi. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Okay, yes. So, what are your thoughts? I actually don't think mine is specifically about 377A, but it's more about the whole National Day rally and how it went about. So I feel oh, like... So you want to shift the topic of discussion? 
Yeah, okay. Well, it's okay. Carry on, carry on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so like, yeah. The, the first part that I picked up on was like, how PM Lee was like, taking the whole, beating about the bush, you know, like, trying to talk around like, why they're gonna re- repeal it and whatnot, and then quickly changing the topic after that, you know. I feel like he was trying to just, it sounds like a kid who did something wrong and trying to explain to the parents, so like, trying to explain it more and more, and then after he just changed the topic quite quickly. I feel like, I think ultimately what you said earlier was what I was trying to get at, which was like, he has this political capital to do it, you know, which I think leads into my next point on how I think like, they're just preparing for the next PM's sort of government, like a more open government where they are more open to talking about other more topics that I think other Singaporeans would have thought that was a red tape. Because I think like, earlier, I think a lot of students said that like, they were scared to like, participate and whatnot. So like, I think this was considerably part on the edge of the red tape that we talked about in our lectures. So like, I'm I'm not sure like whether if it's trying to say like this red tape is now going. Then the second part which I wanted to talk about was the clapping part, the scene where I messaged you on earlier, yeah. which I was told not to read too much into it. I'm yeah. not sure if so. No, no, no. I, I, I saw that as well. So basically what Jamie uh, texted me was, uh, I was actually also waiting to see. Uh, and it's true that maybe half of uh, the audience clapped. Uh, and the camera only panned to those who, who clapped. I wanted to see who didn't clap. Uh, so, I mean, in the audience itself, it was quite uh, divided, right? And, and maybe that's a, that's a, a metaphor for for Singapore society as well, right? As in, there will be people who are not really too pleased uh, about the repeal as well. Now, so to your first point, right, Jamie, I'm not sure whether the analogy holds, right, a parent who's answering to the children, uh, uh, sorry, a child who's answering to the parent, right? Because he is the parent here. I see this is the parent who's trying to manage, manage co- uh, squabbles and quibbles between siblings, <laughs> That's how I see him actually, not not the other way around, right? So he's trying to tell the older brother, right? Yes, yes, I'm giving the younger uh, brother, younger sister something, right? But don't worry, there's something for you as well. I didn't forget about you. That's how I saw it. Would, would you think that's a, a better analogy or? Yeah, I think I think the whole part of it was not to like make anyone feel especially hurt by it, I guess. Like, trying to talk about both sides, right. you know, trying to recognize both sides the entire way around. Right, yeah, right, So, I right. do agree yeah, with yeah. your energy, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So, how do you personally feel about it? If you would like to share, of course, yeah. I think, ultimately, I don't have a strong opinion on this. I think that, ultimately, like, all that we said is basically all the nuance that, that is had on the, that I have on the matter, you know, like, Ultimately, if it doesn't affect me, then do I really need to care about it? In the sense that, like, if oh. I don't have a strong opinion on it, nor does it really affect me, then do I need to really care, like, there's a few... I mean, I am happy for the people that are having a bu- are repealed, you know, given that, you know, like, they wanted to repeal, you know, it's a symbol, and it will be a symbol of progress, you know, like, a more progressive society, a leftward society... So like I am happy for them, but at the same time I do not have really have a view on this, and I okay. don't really yeah. 
but but right. it's more about the political implication that I wanted to talk about, the the clapping, you know. Right. So and and you would think the <clears throat> the political implications are what in this case? Uh, like I think like the immediate thought was that like I had time to think about it. So like my immediate thought was that like oh this is gonna be quite a fallout, but it's gonna be far from the elections. But then having thought about it, this is actually somewhat gaining favor for them as we said earlier in this in this whole video you know like ultimately they're gonna attract also the younger left center left leaning people you know and also yeah. if I think about it right it also starts setting up a narrative of how Lawrence Wong's government will be more open you know more Pro- progressive yeah yeah and I mean like they're ultimately using him as the capital in a sense so it's like it's like the timeline now you know like the succession timeline, you know, like, we're going to put this here so that, you know, like, by the time it gets to you, you know, you don't get the the sting of it, but at the same time, you get the impression that your government is more open, more... I I think that's smart. I think if they wanted to do repeal, probably it it had to be done before Lawrence Wong took over. Uh, uh, At least many years after he took over, right? I think probably he wouldn't be able to do that immediately. So, So I do think you're right on that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Then, uh, oh, yeah. But I actually wanted to, to like get your views on the clapping though. Like what do you think about it? Yeah, so so I somebody do... mentioned so Mohsin mentioned that he was at the NDR and the claps and PM mentioned about the protection of marriage and current family definition was louder than the announcement of the repeal. Uh and I think that's probably true. Uh but but you need to probably bear in mind that that was an an older audience also. Uh, so it really depends on where this is announced and, and where, uh, which segments of society are for or against. Right? I can imagine if this was announced at a university uh, audience, for instance, right? overwhelmingly people would be supportive of it. So, so yeah, so I, yes, the claps I think indicate something, indicates that society still has to iron out these issues, but I don't think we can take the claps as a sign of whose support is stronger, I think. Yeah. Because there's a selection bias in who attended the NDR as well. But I think like ultimately, like on the last point that I'll oh, talk about, yeah. is, um, the changing about the constitution, you yeah. know. I feel like on one yeah. hand, yes, they are placating the conservatives, but on the other hand, isn't it a bit scary to think that like to review one law, they can change the constitution. Like they have the ability to do that simply because they have the, same, they have the super majority. <laughs> So, so like so just... somebody somebody mentioned that as well, Jamie. So uh oh. we the loving critics, we should care about the government's totalitarian powers. I mean totalitarian would not be the right word for this. Uh because in a totalitarian country there's no opposition and so on. Um uh, but what I would say is isn't it a bit strange to to care about the government's powers on this particular issue? Like there have been this is not exactly the first time that a constitution amendment has been changed or has been uh has been proposed right like we have we have a lot of we have had a lot numerous numerous constitutional amendments right over the past many many years right we had the presidential election for instance the reserve presidency the constitutional amendment right and also we have so many laws that are uh for me which are more restrictive in terms of uh, freedoms, right, like POFMA and so on. So, uh, this isn't exactly the the prime example of 
uh, of the government's overreach or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, is it? <laughs> Is it really a surprise that the government has? I mean, they have two-thirds majority, right? And elections have consequences, right? So, uh, so maybe, maybe what you're saying, maybe this is a reminder of how how easy it is, or a reminder of their tangible effects of their supermajority. I think it's both, to be honest. All right. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Any final thoughts, uh, Jamie? Any final thoughts? Uh, no, but do you have anything yeah. to ask? Or... Uh, no, I, I just wanted to know how, how do your, your friends feel about this? Or have you guys gotten to discussing it already? I mean, like, some, some of my friends did. I mean, like, there are two camps. Like, one of it saying that it's, like, one step forward, 50 steps backwards. On the other hand, there are the, yeah. the camp that says it's, it's, a, it's baby steps forward, you know? So, okay, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I, I saw that as well. I saw that as well. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Ultimately, I saw that. It is still quite divisive. Right, right. But I think ultimately, I'd rather see it as small steps forward rather than 50 steps backwards. Right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thank you so much, Thanks Jamie. Thank you. No problem. Thank, Thank you. you for joining. Okay. Bye bye. Okay. So I'll accept Yash. Uh, thanks for the patience. Okay. So I'm running out of energy also, but we'll just get through this. Uh, so there's a comment by Heikel that, oh, if the government abolishes the ISA, now that's a real game changer. And I agree as well. That would, that would be more significant, I think, in terms of being aligned to the government's own ideologies, right? Uh, that is more significant for the government. Uh, okay. Hello, Yash. Hello, hi, hi. Hi, hi, hi. Yes. So your thoughts. My thoughts, my life yes. is a bit tight. I'm sorry, I'm okay. okay my yeah. thoughts, I think, I think from all the people that have come on so far, you've had quite a lot of, uh, quite a lot of people talking about uh, the optimism and also some some sides talking about pessimism. But I think one thing that we should we should start off with is uh, thanking the people who have actually gone through the process, the activists who actually went through the pain of uh, of bringing this issue to light in the first place. So that's something that I think uh, we should be considering when when uh, looking at this issue in the first place. Uh, I think uh, the, the the previous person who came on uh, took my point, uh, which was actually looking at the, the the way that the speech was actually delivered, which we were talking about in the prior chat as well. Uh, the somehow uh, brilliant way that the PAP makes landmark uh, uh, speeches in the most anticlimactic way, and they and they kind of fizzle out from the actual. Uh, bombshell that they dropped, uh, which was the the persistence on staying with the GSD uh, increase, <laughs> which uh, <laughs> I think not many people focused on. Everyone's talking about three seven seven eight, but they don't really focus on the fact that GSD is still going to increase. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was significant actually. Now, now that you mention it, right? I mean, let's let's just give air time to those important issues. I thought it was very significant that the the prime minister took a lot of time, basically, basically to warn about uh, foreign interference in the Chinese community. And obviously, he's, I mean, I don't want to speak for him, but I presume he's speaking about China and, and uh, the CCP's uh, disinformation campaign, for instance, right? So I presume that that's what he's talking about, which is why it was specific in Chinese. Uh, and also the mask thing, that's a huge thing. Uh, I think that's it's uh, about time. No, the GST is another one. And then right at the end, 
was about uh, DPM Lawrence Wong, right? So that's another significant one where uh, he was saying like give him the the support basically that uh, that he got as well. So uh, I think uh, those were significant moments as well. But of course, three seven seven eight is the most is the most sexy topic, right? And especially amongst the younger crowd, I think this is the one that will be uh, the most prominent. The yeah. Sorry. It definitely gets the clicks. Yeah, 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 definitely, right? And uh, I think uh, a lot of people will... It, it will dominate discussions for the next few days, more so than the other issues. Right? Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Definitely. yeah, so your own thoughts, other than the way it was communicated on the About issue us, itself, yeah. I, will, I think it is, it is a good thing. It is a baby step. It is a good thing uh, um, that the uh, government has decided to take a, a step in the right direction by... Uh, by uh, being brave and by doing their own research and going on the ground, listening to what people have to say, uh, but there's also a, there's also a hope or a somewhat a little bit little bit of hope still left in there, in the sense that they have put in very strict safeguards to protect the the, the institution of marriage uh, by changing the constitution. But I think as I was having a discussion with a senior a little bit uh, a little while ago, uh, he mentioned this one line to me that resonated, and he said that uh, some not. Everything that can be changed doesn't necessarily mean that it can't necessarily be unchanged. Just because you can change something and put it in, in framing in a certain way doesn't mean it can't be unchanged. The same way that 377A was put in place by the British has now been repealed. So, yeah. so this is something that, that, that we should take into consideration when looking at the idea that marriage is now uh, yeah. ensured as uh, one uh, man and one woman. So, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, and, and I think, I think, thanks for that, Yash, because I wanted to address what Arun said earlier also. So now, uh, the PAP cannot hide behind, uh, he asked just now, the PAP cannot hide behind because this was something they did. Uh, they introduced this in the constitution. But what I would say is, there are many British legacies that we have done away with. Some we have kept, but there are many British legacies that uh, we have done away with. And I don't think the people thought that Oh, let's let the PAP get away with it because it's a colonial legacy anyway. I think yeah. people generally let the PAP get away with it because they didn't feel it was an important enough issue. But now the, the tide has turned and that's why the PAP has also reacted uh, in that particular way. By people, I mean generally. I, I don't mean there will always be a subset. Yeah, carry on. Carry on. Yeah. It leads to another point, Prof, where, where we, we agree that I mean, we have laws in place and laws serve as a basis of uh, keeping this the society that we have uh, bounded by a social contract or bounded by, in this sense, a legal contract. So if we are inheriting something that came from a colonial past or something that came from a previous uh, administration, yeah. is it truly ours? And does it truly represent the society that it is meant but, to govern? And but, a but, of but, but why do we think like that? The, 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 the history of humanity is a history of, uh, of building on people's progress yeah. right yeah so i mean if you are if you say oh just now i got a message in one of the uh my chat groups right which i thought was a, a little weird uh oh this is the last remnant of colonialism that finally we are a free country merdeka they say what are you talking about what about parliament did that come from did that come from tomasi or what? like <laughs> this idea like there are many things that came from the british that we chose to continue which are good things right so just because it came from it's, it's neutral. Where, where it came from is neutral. It's the essence that makes it good or bad, yeah. right? Yeah. No, it, does, yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean that we have to remove everything. Exactly. But the fact that now we are, we are looking back and we are trying to, to see things for what they actually are and whether they actually fit in our current context, I think that, that's, a good, that's a good step that we are doing. 
so so this is this is this is good it's fantastic and i think the more that we we take a more introspective look into our our laws the way that we the way that we carry ourselves the way the legislation is out there to to uh, serve the needs of singaporeans i think this is something that's very important and the more that we do the more constructive conversation that we have on this uh, the better it will be for society no oh, i feel like this is a second national day rally man Thank you so much, Josh. Any final comments? Yes, yes, thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> Alright, thank you so much. Okay. So I have one more, I think. Uh, let me see. Uh, Sharvin. Oh, yeah, just leave it. Yeah. Just the X, I think. Uh, so Sharvin, uh, I will accept uh, Sharvin's one. Yeah, Tetare 2.0. Okay, so this is midnight uh, already. So uh, if there are people who still want to come on, please feel free. Just send me a request. I'll oblige, okay? Yeah, hi. Hello, Prof. hi, 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 Sharvin. Hi. Nice to meet you. Yeah, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, yeah sure. I, I was actually a PPGA student. Um, but I think when you joined NTU, I was in year three. And then because of that, like, I never actually took any of your mods. But ah, I kept, okay. like, hearing about you from, like, juniors and okay. and all and everyone else. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, yeah. Carry on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I, I guess I just wanted to share some of my thoughts on this. Um, I think two speakers ago, um, someone mentioned that um, he's been seeing some opinions that, you know, the, this is a baby step forward and then other people saying that this is one step forward but then 15 step backs back. Yeah. And I think I fall very firmly into the group that thinks that this is one step forward and 15 steps back. Um, because? Because I think, um, you know, in the past one to two weeks, uh, really, the a lot of the arguments that we've seen coming from the more religious groups is essentially that they are okay with repeal as long as, um, you know, marriage is enshrined in the constitution. And essentially, they got exactly what they wanted. Um, and obviously, you know, that is not the position of all religious people out there. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. even with this, yeah. there are still going to be people that are disappointed or angry yeah, yeah. even at, at, at what just happened. But I guess the way I see it is that the repeal of 377A is very much a symbolic move because, okay. you know, even even before this, 377A wasn't actively enforcing. It doesn't actually equate to any practical difference on the ground, right? I mean, to, as to what people do behind closed doors, it doesn't actually make a difference. But then um, on the flip side, when you talk about uh, enshrining something like, uh, you know, man-woman marriage in the constitution, it makes a very big difference to what happens down the road in terms of, you know, um, where do we go from here? So, you know, as you mentioned earlier, I I also agree with you that, you know, um, there from a secular perspective, there really is no reason why you should be preventing, you know, gay marriage, for example. So from that perspective, when you, um, you know, enshrine something like man-woman marriage in the constitution, it makes it a lot harder to then repeal it. And... Yes, I why, do why understand what... Why, why is it yeah, harder because, if, if the constitution mm. in Singapore changes all the time anyway? Yeah, because... Okay, you see, uh, I do understand what some people have already mentioned that, um, you know, the PAP has a super majority, they can always yeah. change it anyways. But 
historically speaking, the PAP does not like to be seen as backpedaling on what it has already been uh, doing, right? And sometimes they play it off as, oh, we're listening to the ground and all that. But yeah. even if some kind of huge change comes, I think it is going to take very long before they actually come up with some kind of, uh, you know, removing it from the constitution, for example. Because, I mean, like you mentioned earlier that, you know, uh, I think Yash mentioned earlier that, you know, the, the Brit, uh, this thing was set up by the British, I think, in 1930s or something. Um, I mean, it's, it's been in the constitution for like 100 years, almost 100 years. And then even in Singapore, the last time that they discussed it in a major way in parliament was, what, 15 years ago, 2007. So, you know, honestly, knowing the how um, policymakers in Singapore are, I honestly think the reaction to some to the argument of you know uh, oh we should try to bring um, gay marriage back into the into the fold, I think the reaction is going to be oh uh, we just had a very major shift recently so we shouldn't rock the boat until a while later on, you know okay, we should right. keep, okay. yeah. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you. Probably it's going to take some time because the battle will start again. But where I mm. would probably disagree with you, the you said the PAP has is not known to backtrack from... Well, it depends on the kinds of issues. For some issues, it's willing to, to change its opinions on more, more readily. On, on others, mm. it holds on to its ideological convictions a bit more. But even on those issues, right, it's never set in stone, like like for instance the dresses and the and the hijab, the tudung last year. Mm. Uh, that was something that I think that was much harder to uh, to change than, uh, or I thought that was much harder to change than Section three seven seven A, and and that happened uh, nonetheless. So again, ultimately, I go I go back to to the point I made earlier. Ultimately, it's about public sentiment, and on this, uh, the government. I think the government, the PAP government, doesn't really have a clear uh, stance on this, or a strong stance, not a clear stance, a strong mm. stance on this, and they are willing to go where the public is at. So I think mm. if the uh, the public clearly goes against, uh, it clearly supports gay marriage, I think that's where the government will go as well. You you doubt that? or No, I think, um, I guess I'm coming from the perspective that on a natural state, it should at the at the very baseline level, right? It should be legal, right? Um, but of course, you know, real politics, it, it yeah, 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 you know, it is very difficult to yeah, yeah, yeah. actualize that. So, um, I think the only like you know, practically speaking, the only way that is going to change is from like democratically speaking, you need a very large per, uh, proportion of the electorate to then become you know to come out in support of removing it from the constitution yeah. um, exactly like what you said but again yeah. that is going to take very much longer as compared yeah. to i think what would have been possible if you know if this didn't have been enshrined in the first place right okay all right Thank you so much. Sorry, I'm a bit distracted because people are typing that. Because yeah, I can see the soccer results. <laughs> so, okay, it's okay. Uh, I will have to end before 12.30, so we still have Yeah, sure. Any, any, any final thoughts uh, you want to say? Yeah. No, I, I don't think so. I, I guess it, it will just be interesting to see the arguments in Parliament. I mean, I, I, 
Uh, I'm waiting to see whether anyone like you know breaks away from the way you know some interesting yeah. stuff happens. I I don't think it will actually happen, but it will be interesting yeah. to watch. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So even if they don't, they don't not support uh, repeal, right? Uh, where how what their statements are on the marriage part? That's where I think you can mm. discern what their stances are on repeal. Yeah. Uh, Uh, yeah, because actually, a lot of people actually, tend yeah. to think that the PAP is a, is like a monolith, right? That everyone has the same views. But I mean, yeah. it, it is like I mean, for people that are well, more, on some issues, guess, on some issues is like that, but oh, yeah. not not in all. Yeah, yeah, not in all. Yeah. yeah. So you're right. Yeah, you're they right. do yeah. tend to have a variety. I mean, even the opposition yeah. parties, they they have yeah, yeah, absolutely quite a variety of opinions. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks. Yeah, so I have I have one more. So Rebecca has. Uh, say this. Thank you, Rebecca, for agreeing to come on. Uh, so, uh, so uh, uh, I'll just uh, add uh, Rebecca. Okay, so we have seventeen minutes. Hopefully, uh, Hazel says she supports repeal. But what does Long Manwai think about it? I don't think we should ask Hazel what Long Manwai thinks about it, right? So, my as well, we ask. Uh, why don't uh, if that's the case? Oh, PM Lee said this, but what does Minister Masagos thinks about it? Right. So, he <laughs> wanna ask Manway. We wanna know what Manway thinks about it. We have to ask Manway. Sorry, Rebecca. Hello. hello, 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 hello. Hi. Thank you. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's a pleasure to right. have you. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm scared right now, but okay. Um, <laughs> I'm like. Two things I kind of want to ask, but the first yeah. one is like not can- cancelable at all, and <laughs> the second one maybe I'm not sure. So yeah, and also I see like how my friends just join, and that's very scary. Yes, so, yes, yes, yeah. A lot, a lot of support for you. Yes, yeah. Uh, okay, so like my first question is like actually I agree with like the previous person. Sorry, I didn't catch their name, but I, I agree with the previous person that actually like it feels a little bit like a step backwards for like uh marriage um. But I was thinking about like, what about like jobs? Like, how about like, would this like place like a sort of stepping stone for people like for PAP or like just the government in general to put in more policies to support like less discrimination for LGBT in like getting jobs or like, I don't know, just in general. Yeah, what do you think about that? Yeah, so I I think there can be a case uh, made for that. Probably the government would say, oh, previously also there wasn't that much discrimination anyway, right? Uh, because section three seven so so don't forget the repeal also came on the back of many many things right of the many court challenges one of it the court already said specifically that it cannot be enforced right so the court already said that so the law wasn't going to be enforced but even before that in two thousand seven PMD said the government was not going to enforce it but of course the argument made then I remember by a lot of uh, people was that oh there's no guarantee. Even though the PM says this, there's no guarantee. But when the court said it, then there's a guarantee already. But now the guarantee is even more. So, so I do think maybe there could be, yeah, there could be movements in terms of uh, less discrimination. And I think also, then you will see maybe I don't know. Maybe there will be more openly gay candidates who join the party, or maybe you'll see from the opposition as well more LGBT individuals joining or even coming out. I don't know. Whether it will be so soon, whether the the ripple effect will be that soon, but maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. I I think that's a possible argument. Yeah. So what was the thing mm. that you wanted to get me cancelled? <laughs> <laughs> no, like um, I was thinking like um, cause like I kind of understand 
where like some conservatives would like talk about like how like it could be like a slippery slope that argument right um and I was just thinking like because I mean like personally I think I'm socially conservative but politically liberal so oh, that's me so, that's my description uh, yeah yeah oh is it okay <laughs> yeah you read my yuka before right <laughs> hey, you stole it from what I said in class now you yes, wanna <laughs> Conservatives, but maybe like more like religious factions, factions. Is that the right word? Yeah, yeah, know, factions. But, yeah. Um, like the definition of sin itself, I feel like it's very misconstrued in the public sphere. Like I feel like when I was talking to a friend today, I was thinking about like how like um people seem to think that like if I think someone is doing like a sin, then that means like you are like a bad human being. But like that's not really exactly how I perceive sin. Like I feel like sin, personally, I guess like it's like something that I feel that God does not want me to do. So like for me personally, because I'm Christian, I will not do it. But I feel like if someone else does it, it doesn't mean that I think that they are a bad human person. Yeah, yeah. Like that they are. Yeah. So I feel like there's a difference between um what. People tend to define as sin in society versus like what I myself define as sin. Yeah, and I was thinking about like like your thoughts on that, like how um, that might play out in society where people might get offended that I think certain things are a sin in the first place. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, the fact so that I think it's a sin. Yeah. Yeah. So no, thank you. I really appreciate it. I think, and especially looking at the previous guest, I think this platform. I think it's harder to be a conservative on this. Platform, so I I really I really appreciate you you sharing that. Uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, I do agree with you, and I think also you know it's and the way I see it, all of us sins is just different types of sins, right? Uh, so um, uh, I hold on to the same same idea as as you are. So just because you do individual sins, it doesn't mean that you are uh, you are because you are judged by the totality of your Good and bad, right? So that's that's how I would see it, and I I think I see it the same way as as you do. Uh, so there's a comment here: morality and sin are two very different discussions. Well, it's not for religious folks, I suppose, right? So what is moral is what is is determined by by God, right? So for religious folks, uh, that's what uh, morality essentially is, right? So uh, that. Uh, that is so. What is immoral would be a sin, basically, right? So now, whether that's the same as a, uh, in a sec in in terms of secular morality, of course not. But I think we already established that uh, at the start. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Okay. Um, no. Yeah, I agree. I just wanted to like answer Sean's question in the chat, like socially conservative versus politically liberal. I think it's. The person who explained it is kind of kind of correct, yeah. And I was thinking also, like, I think Wallet's recent post on, like, the how, like, sin does not equal crime thing. Like, I think that's what I mean by it, like, yeah. Like, you might think certain things, like, you would not, you would hold yourself to certain moral codes of, of conduct, I guess, perhaps in your definition of morality and sin. But, uh, like, for example, like, I would support not not discriminating against like LGBT community or like etc. 
and I feel like it's also in line with religion. I don't think it's not in line with religion to support and love your friends. Yes. So. Right. Okay. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Rebecca. And I, 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 I agree with that. And I think you look at the the different types of what it means to be liberal. Like so. Can be socially, politically, and economically as well, right? So just because you are a social conservative doesn't mean you are an economic conservative, economic mm. conservative as well, or political conservative. So you can be a social conservative. So for instance, you believe there are only two genders, but you are very pro freedom of speech, for instance. So that that means you are politically liberal but socially conservative, right? So so and. It is it is true that when we use the terms liberals, conservatives, right, we need to define them properly. But when when discussing an issue like Section three seven seven A, we all know what it means, right? What a liberal on this in this context means, right? <laughs> liberal basically supports repeal, conservative doesn't support repeal, and basically yeah. So that's that's what I uh, referring to the online discussion that you had. <laughs> uh, on my post, yeah. Thank so I think. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. I mean, I completely agree with you as well. So I, I think. I mean, let, we all know what terms mean. So let's not, uh, let's not waste time. You know, on on discussing the definition so much. Not the definitions do not matter. They matter. Yeah. So I think Sean earlier said that the government stance was similar to what I always criticize in class, which is sitting on the fence. Well, the government is not writing an academic paper, right? The government is managing society. So, unfortunately, or fortunately, they have to maintain this, these different aspirations and demands of people, even if they may they may seem unfair, right? So, I thought last year when the PM said Chinese privilege was baseless, I thought that was unfair. But do I understand why he said that? Of course, I do. Of course, I do. Because partly also because he was giving something to. Uh, that would probably uh, not sit well with some conservatives, right? Like the the tudong for for the nurses. So he had to give something also to them, right? So so it's yeah. always a delicate uh, balancing act. Yeah. Actually, while we're on that, like just a really yeah. small comment. Sure. I was just thinking, like um, you know, like how you said it was like the Chinese privilege is a hoax thing was like on the in the Chinese. Speech, oh, hopes right? baseless, but, baseless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, sorry, baseless. <laughs> yeah, correct. It was in the. <laughs> it was. In... <laughs> <laughs> no, but actually, like I was talking to a friend about it, and then like the, the friend actually mentioned that like the Chinese word that they used in that speech was like actually like like because you know languages have connotations. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like the connotation attached to that particular like phrase that they used was more like institutionalized privilege. So like perhaps. <laughs> Maybe he was trying to say like Chinese doesn't have like institutionalized. No, that's that's exactly like, what he meant. That's exactly right, what he yeah. meant. You're right. You're right. That's exactly yeah. what he meant because he went on to explain that as well. Right. Mm. But what I would note is in the official PMO translation of that speech, the term Chinese privilege was used for that particular mm. phrase. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right, so yeah. 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 So, but yeah. you're right. That was that was what he meant. Yeah. Okay, okay, so okay. final word to you, Rebecca. So this is the no more guests already. It's one hour, <laughs> one and a half hours already. I feel like I'm flying already. Yeah. So final word, any anything you wanna say? Yeah. No, but okay. I like how you wanted to end at eleven thirty, and it's short. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. No, thank you for giving uh, some balance to this discussion as well. Okay, and thank you everyone for joining. So I'll be uploading this, and one of the best. Uh, audiences I've had so far. Okay, so thank you and good night. Thank you, Rebecca. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.